Welcome to DAC Beechcroft's Lawcast. My name is Richard Hiley, a partner at DACB, and I specialise in accountants liability. This is the first part of a two-part podcast dealing with accountants and the world of audit. I'm joined by my colleague, Julian Bob Humphreys. Um, in particular, Julian and I focus on what is the state of play with the FRC and its investigations. And then we indulge in a little crystal ball gazing, including discussing the potential impact of AI on audit and FRC regulation. The second part is with Ben Hubble KC of U Squared Chambers and deals with the vexed subject of a new breed of claims for trading losses. Uh, so, Julian, uh, we're going to start this podcast with some discussion about the FRC because of its huge impact, uh, both on our accountant clients uh, and also their insurers. Uh, can you give us um, a short overview of the state of play with the FRC? We're well into the swing of the audit enforcement procedure. So um, many, many more cases being uh, brought or capable of being brought because of a, a lower threshold. So a technical breach on an audit can lead to an investigation. Um, however, while um, there is that potential to bring a lot more cases, um, there's also uh, a lot more cases ending in constructive engagements, um, which uh, we uh, are very much in favor of. There's a, a sense across the industry and among um, the FRC that um, the, the purpose of this exercise of investigation has to be to improve audit quality across the across the market. Um, in that context, one one thing we've we've found um, very effective and that, that both firms and the FRC um, buy into in a big way is um, making submissions on remediation and the mitigation of, of any sanctions. So if a firm is showing that it just you know, it recognizes there are some technical failings on its audits and it wants to put that right across the board. Um, the FRC um, quite rightly views that as a, a very good thing um, and something that um, everyone should be thinking about in, in, in any investigation circumstances. Um, competition in the audit market is a pretty vexed question, competition and choice. There was a big move um, a few years ago to try and improve the competition and choice in the market for um, uh, public interest entity audits, PI audits. Um, that has um, led to perhaps a lot more firms that would otherwise not cross the FRC's path um, doing so. And if, if you were to look at the decided cases on the FRC's website against the live cases, you'll see that um, enforcement investigations have moved significantly beyond the big six to firms which maybe don't have the experience of dealing with these kind of investigations regularly or, or the resourcing. Um, and I, th I think one other, just a couple of other points, that while we're very much in, in favor of, of, of constructive engagement where appropriate and the FRC um, seems to be so as well, where cases do go to a tribunal or do go to, to, to settlement, for the big cases, the fines only seem to be heading in one direction, and that and that's up. And there is a sense in which we certainly feel that while failings on audits need to be recognized as such, audit does have a, a really important social function. And imagine a world without auditors, imagine financial reporting without anyone 
um, ensuring that those financial statements complied with GAAP or um, or those financial statements weren't audited. And I'm sure we wouldn't want to we wouldn't want to live live in that world. Um, it's the you know an audit is a quid pro quo of of limited liability. Limited liability is, is one of the reasons why there are so many human beings alive on the planet today. It's 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 a really fundamental um, feature of modern life that's not not really recognised and Alongside all of this um, negative press about auditors, I would be very much in favour of, of, of some positive press. In almost every case, audit goes right um, and results in, in better functioning financial markets. Uh, Julian, taking your last point first, I really hope the FRC are listening to this because the audit profession really could do with some positive news. Um, also, completely agree with your point, uh, needs stressing remediation is key. Uh, you have to early on demonstrate uh, in an investigation that you get it, that uh, um, if there are faults, if there are uh, improvements needed, that the audit firm gets it and is putting in place remediation. There's a bit more scope to bring more audits within the, the framework of, of regulatory enforcement. And um, there's, there's a need for exercise of judgment about which cases fall within the enforcement regime. One um, thing that we uh, we see a lot from our audit firm clients and that we um, feel as well is that a, a little bit more um, transparency about the FRC's conduct committee deliberations about what audits go into enforcement investigations, what audits go into constructive engagement and what audits don't. So. Looking to the future, uh, are there any trends that we can see? Um, are there other things that we see on the horizon uh, which people in this world um, will or ought to have in mind looking forward so far as FRC regulation is concerned? All of the discussion has been about the shift um, from the FRC to ARGA and the creation of yet more regulatory alphabet soup. I've always been a bit sceptical about how much that would change the regulatory enforcement uh, arena, given that the procedures wouldn't change, the personnel wouldn't change. I personally think the big thing that we're going to see over the next five to 10 years is the increase in the use of generative AI. Now, is that a disruptive technology? Perhaps not necessarily in the audit markets. Um, We could see that Generative AI only reinforces the distinctions between the big six audit firms and the mid-market audit firms, ironically decreasing choice in the audit market, because the the big six firms are going to be the ones with the financial resources to invest in technology. They're also the ones with access to the bigger data sets over which to train their, their generative AI. But that has implications for medium-sized firms as well. One could see that the the standard of care of a reasonable auditor um, may be going up uh, over the course of the next five years, and we can see that in the in the teens, um, sort of maybe 2011 to 2017, we saw a really big and positive shift um, and an increase in audit quality across the board, across the market. But it was a turbulent shift. Um, was a bit like going over the rapids for a lot of firms Um, and while we're now floating in that 
calm lagoon on the other side, uh, I fear there's going to be another another set of rapids coming up as firms grapple with this new technology, with new expectations by uh, by audited entities, um, by the you know by financial markets as a whole. Um, it may be that that AI is viewed as the blue ribboned audit, and and that that audited entities that want to raise finance will be wanting to trumpet that they've had an AI um, bolstered audit. One other thing that we're seeing in, in line with this decreasing choice in the audit market, um, before too long, we suspect that um, a significant uh, minority of firms may not be able to obtain an audit where uh, certain complex audited entities are looking for an auditor that has um, really, really um, market-leading technology, looking for a big six auditor. In some cases, those won't fall within the big six risk profile. In other cases, there may be conflicts, and we, we could start to see companies going without an auditor. Now, one then needs to take, take, a, take a step back and consider, is that, is that a good thing or a bad thing? We think it may not be a bad thing in every case, um, because of course, um, not finding an auditor is a is a signal to the market. But it, we do think it would be a remarkably unfair result if a company were unable to find an auditor because the the pool was so um, constricted and because the risk of doing audit um, is so great that audit firms can't can't make the economics work. Thank you, Julian. Some fascinating thoughts on uh, the introduction of AI into the world of auditing. I wonder whether we'll see uh, new accounting standards to deal with uh, the audit approach uh, and the use of AI. Uh, of course, the FRC uh, will simply be focusing, as always, on whether there have been breaches of auditing standards. So this will be key. Before we move on, Julian, to talk with Ben, how do you see audit claims interacting uh, with regulation, that is, civil claims? I, th I think it's fair to say that, um, in our experience, audit claims and regulatory investigations uh, interact with difficulty. But of course, increasingly, in almost every instance, there'll be a regulatory investigation alongside a civil claim. And really, it's a well-trodden path for a big six firm. These firms are very well-resourced, very experienced in dealing with situations like that. Uh, and they can afford to um, take any uh, engagement partners at the eye of the storm and maybe give them a, a slightly back seat um, as regards their day-to-day -day practice. For the, for the middle-tier firms, we have a concern about, frankly, just swamping of the internal resource and the engagement partners. Um, the RI, uh, the responsible individual at the center of this, at the center of this uh, maelstrom, um, will often be wearing many hats in the different matters. Uh, that person is likely to be a key witness. Um, that person may need to give directions in the litigation, so acting as the principal. Uh, that person may need to maintain a practice day to day, almost certainly will need to maintain a practice day to day. Uh, and then will also be potentially the respondent to a regulatory investigation, an interviewee in that regulatory investigation. 
Um, and of course, let's not forget that those people have uh, ordinary obligations as, as a parent, as a spouse, uh, as an individual person at the end of the day. We get the impression that regulators in particular do understand that there are these, these difficulties, particularly when dealing with individuals and, and mid-tier firms, uh, albeit if, if we could just emphasize that um, all of these people are just trying to do their best. Um, they're, they're professionals being pulled in, in in many different directions. But that's really where we see um, the most difficulties arising. So one of resource, um, as well as, of course, the obvious one, uh, the impact of a negative conclusion from an investigation on a civil claim. That again. That's all we have time for today. Thank you very much for joining us. If you'd like to listen to more Lawcasts, please check out our website at dacbeachcroft forward slash Lawcast. Bye for now.